Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. Welcome to the Branding for Abundance podcast. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and success coach. My goal on this podcast is to simply teach you how to proclaim your victory in your relationships, academic and career endeavors, business, money, and your mindset. Learn some simple tools and techniques to brand your life for abundance and live your epic lifestyle. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We had a technical glitch. We had a technical glitch on YouTube. And so due to technology, we are going live right here on Facebook. So I am just going to make sure that our keynote speaker, um, I see people are populating over here. I'm going to make sure that she can hop on over here. So, okay. All right. So let me just do a reintroduction for those of you who are joining me on Facebook um, and maybe this is your first time catching us because we were originally on YouTube. And so we were going YouTube live. We had a technical glitch with our guests and the computer. So we were able to move it right over to Facebook. And so what we are covering today is number one, government contracts coach. She is going to talk about scaling her business. Um, I'm also going to have her talk about her successful group practice, as well as um, being able to launch digital products and be able to provide epic services specifically to mental health professionals. But she can also speak to um, other people that she works with. She is an awesome high vibe person. She is from our Elite Coaching Mastermind, and I am super excited to have her here with you. This is something that would typically be paid information that you would need to get, but I definitely want to expose our community to being able to have the best of the best information as easily and effortlessly as possible. And so she has the link. I am just waiting on her to request. Okay, there we go. Hey. Hi. <laughs> All right. Can you introduce yourself so that we can check the sound? Ginger Lavender Wilkerson's licensed marriage and family therapist, California and Texas. Yes. All right. So everybody put a two in the comment box if you can hear her. <laughs> everybody put a two in the comment box if you can hear her now. Okay. Because, yeah, we have some technical glitches. Okay. Yeah, they can hear you. All right. Let's go ahead and jump into it. All right. We are already 20 minutes in, but that's cool because they, they stayed entertained by me sending messages. And so, all right. So 
what I want to do is first introduce them to you in terms of how did you get into the mental health field? What is your title? So let's go back to some brief, like historical data. Like, how did you get into mental health? Yeah, so I have been in mental health ooh, 15 plus years now. Um, and kind of out of college, I went to Spelman College in Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out to HBCUs. And I had a course, I, I majored in psychology and had a course there. And really, I innately was that person. Just people came to talk to, want to get some advice from. I had a quote unquote old soul. Um, and so I felt like I just really leaned into my gift. And so yeah. therapy and purpose is that. Um, I, I definitely think it's my purpose. I definitely think it's my gift. And so I just leaned in, uh, went to grad school and 15, 20 years later, here I am. <laughs> we we here, right? We here. And so I know that I, so what, what I wanted to hear today, um, and I think we talked about it too, but I had told the audience before you hopped on, I really wanted them to hear this message different today with our interviewee in terms of not just latching on to the end result, but specifically listening to the journey because we tend to be attached to, as humans, the, the shiny gold object, like, oh, I want that type of schedule. I want that kind of money. I want that right. type of practice. But then they have no idea what goes on behind closed doors because we don't show all of it. We show some of it, but it's not like glamorized as much as a vacation is. And so can you talk about your transition from solo practice to group practice? Yes, definitely. So I worked a full-time job, nonprofit management, and I got all of my hours through non nonprofit work, um, which I'm forever grateful for and becoming licensed. I only had one, one um, supervisor, so that was great in terms of my work. Um, I've always known I wanted to be in private practice. I mean, that's why I got into the field of counseling. So what I did was um, I had great mentors. I'm going to say that because it was very, very scary at first. I was like, can I do this? Will I do this? Will people sign yeah. up? And so having mentors within the practice in the field helped me a lot because um, it's a process. And so, of course, the fears came. As I and I worked in someone else's practice, um, private, I still had a full-time job working in someone else's practice. So I did that, you know, kind of getting my feet well, you know, how it looks in private practice, how you can make it your own. And so right. having done that for years, government contracts come in, <laughs> but I'll get into that in a minute. But I was yeah. in doing like private practice work part-time by myself. And I was like, I enjoy this. And I want to expand. Mm -hmm. I don't want to just person here and I ended up meeting someone who was uh, like-minded like-spirited and I brought her in and really it was just to do the work um, purpose but then I'm like okay this can go broader because of the impact we were having mm, that's good it was and so that's the expansion kind of came from that but it's a yeah. work Yes, yes. And so you went from working in somebody else's business to recognizing how much you loved it, but also on your own. Then you recognize like, wait, I want to go to the next level, but there's something yes. missing. But I always say, and I think that people have heard this before, when you know what you want, the teacher always appears. And so the right friend, the right therapist friend, the right colleague, professor, mentor, people will show up when you are mm -hmm. ready to receive 
help to get to the next level. And it sounds like that's what happened organically with you, which is awesome. And I see people putting the word purpose in the comment box, right? So um, how did you get into like the thriving group practice that you're in now? Like, can you tell people about what your group practice is about, what its mission is? Yes. So I want to, because you did say this is about the transparency of kind of what happens, mm -hmm. right? So I'm going to be um, transparent with you. The first time I tried it on my own, I was like, okay, I can't do this, no, this work, nine to five. I'm going to do my own little thing. And I did my own little thing. I just didn't have no little, I didn't have any like framework. I didn't have any of that. Like, how am I going to actually do this? I just was like, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as successful as I thought. And then I needed to go back to work. I'm just, you know, being honest. And then so I was like, okay, I need to plan this out. I need to have a vision. Um, and so therefore, when I, I utilize my extra time to kind of framework, what do I want this to look like? And to be honest with you, um, fast forward four years, just with Dr. TK and working with her helped to solidify a lot of my blueprint. So I had a framework with the blueprint. So Lavender Soul Care, we help women nourish their bodies, help nourish their spirits, coping skills, things like that. Then we move into healing, right? So going there, dealing with whatever it is that is kind of um, impacted you, whether it's child trauma, um, historical trauma, mm -hmm. generational trauma. Then we go into, okay, after we tackle that, just like any of the heal, the, the wounds that, that happen to us and we heal them, we have to develop again. So you're growing. And so after you're growing, we want to say, how can you consistently do that? And then we move into thriving. So mm -hmm. it is young ladies and women based, um, and it can go from healing to thriving. So that is the point. It is a wellness brand because we're not just doing talk therapy. We're doing other things that helps with wellness for women. And so with that, the messaging was active and people were like, I want to, to kind of buy into that too, because wellness is not just about mental health. It's physical, mm -hmm. spiritual, and all of that. Whole life, whole life. <laughs> yeah. I love whole life perspective, right? And how many clinicians do you have in your group practice right now? Currently, I have two clinicians in my practice, hoping to gain one more additional by the end of this year. Mm -hmm. um, I started my practice, when I say wellness, meaning I also teach, speak, and train. Right. Um, so that's on the psychoeducation, right? And nourishing, mm -hmm. like the more you're aware of and you know. So mm -hmm. the clinicians also help to train. So I've done, I've obtained government contracts in terms of training staff, training city employees on how to recognize and identify trauma, what to do with trauma, how to incorporate this into their business structure, because we mm -hmm. know that all of these things came out and people still had to work <laughs> and right. so a lot of people are saying how can we support our employees with wellness and so that is a component of the practice is education mm -hmm. yeah so you took your practice to the community beyond office and this was before the current season that we're yes. still kind of in right and so yes. I know that before you and I had met before we segue over to talking about government contracts there you were doing a lot of these things before you and I even met and so I'm going to just name two of them I know one of them was group practice you have been yeah. featured um in the media if you can just like tell people a little bit about that and then you were already 
in the government contracts realm. So can you tell people a little yeah. bit about what you were before you even sought out additional assistance? Yes, yes. So um, I, I enjoy that the kind of training education impact, as we say, um, is one to many. And that's one of the things that Dr. Kia would tell us. I was already operating with that thought. You know, uh -huh. so I enjoy media and talking. Um, so I've been featured on CBS, NBC, and talking about one, my practice with just mental wellness in in general. So being able to have a broader audience to talk about that, and so um, you know, and featured in print, uh, magazines, and news articles, just talking about the wellness and, and what we need to do. So that has always been something that I really enjoy is having a perspective of a you know a woman of color and a therapist and someone who also has been through something like that. <laughs> right. And I had that and that was great as well as the, the group practice. Yes, it was something that I really wanted to kind of expand, but it mm -hmm. still was on a part prior to meeting um, Dr. TK. Yeah. So let's speed up. Let's talk about how did you learn about the possibility with government contract, and then we'll segue into, I remember one of our first, first conversations, because it was time for a renewal of a contract. And then it was also in the beginning of our coaching relationship, we had to talk yeah. about the hard topic, which is the ugliness of a back office. That's all, that's all I'll say. And so can you yeah. tell them how you got yeah. exposed to government contracts and why that was important? Right. Okay. So for me, um, like I told you before, I was in nonprofit work. So I worked my way, you know, from intern to licensed therapist to supervisor, and then I went into management. And in management, you deal with a lot of co government contracts for nonprofits, so federal, state, and local. So my first kind of outlook on government contracts was through a nonprofit lens. Um, and managing. So I was grant writing. I was part of grant writing team. So I was one of such a matter experts. I um, was part of the uh, implementation phase of a contract, meaning you were awarded the contract. Now you have to implement reporting, all of that. So I was managing for a more high level, but understanding the, the bits and pieces from it. So that's where my first exposure was to it. Mm -hmm. And then while working on there and trying to work on my my business on 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 my own, there was an opportunity that came again my way in terms of training. I love to train and I trained in schools through different other contracts. And I was like, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, very scared because again, one of the, the things about government contracts that people is mindset, right? So can I actually do this? Will they want me? Is you know, because you're 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 a for me, I at the time was a solopreneur, meaning sole proprietor in terms of wanting to reach out and get this. So I did, I was accepted, I was awarded, and it was a really great learning opportunity for me. It was not easy. I'm not saying it was easy, but it was an opportunity to learn. I took it as all as learning um, mm -hmm. in terms of working with government entities, right? Because there's someone who's assigned this contract that you work with and have to maneuver with and expectations. So for me, it was meeting their needs, but also putting my personality and my stamp on. Right. Well, I do want to add something that you said pretty much throughout, because I know a lot of the clinicians that are part of our community are watching. Um, and people who are not part of our community are watching too. So they're like, what, what, what's going on? Government contracts. So there's something that you said. So a lot of people are 
potentially at jobs. I don't care what field they in that's watching, okay? They're in jobs and they will soar up and down. They wish that this week was over. They don't want to go back to work, but they want to have a business that's very similar to the work that they're doing in their actual job, right? So one of the things that I heard you say, but you didn't say it directly, but I'm highlighting to people, is that you use your job experience to teach you while you were there what the possibilities are. And I want really people to hear that because I know we talk a lot about it in DTA and some people hear it. I feel like some people ignore me. And what I say is, you know, if you start becoming the business owner or say entrepreneur, but business owner is more of a mindset. If you start becoming the business owner before you leave your job, you will actually get excited to go to the job. You ain't caring about that manager that you don't like because when you walk into the you know, you kind of double dipping. You walk into the meeting to get your job done so they can <laughs> shut up, you know what I'm saying? But you also walk into the meeting yeah. like, let me to set up. Oh, that's the questions that you ask? When you applying for a contract, I got you. <laughs> Put me in the class so you can teach me because I'm going to do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I did want to highlight that because I think that some people's mindset is all the way wrong when they're transitioning or have a desire to transition. And you just got to shift your mindset to say, why am I still here? And what can I utilize while I'm here, but also do your job because you want to have integrity at your job. You know what I'm saying? Like don't right. go to no other establishment and milk people. Okay. <laughs> so you got contracted. What did that contract right. allow you in your practice? Um, three things I'm going to say. One, brand awareness, right? So this was a city government contract. So now I'm on a different stage and platform, right? So mm-hmm. I'm working with entities and that um, not only are working with this city government entity, but also the community. So I was almost like, okay, I'm now exposed to so much more opportunities. Um, number two, it helped me to expand my business. Mm-hmm. Say that again. So I was able to hire someone to fulfill a component of the contract. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So again, I didn't have to do it all on my own, but then I was able to provide that. And then third, impact, right? So I knew that what I was giving, the information that I was giving out would hold a lot of weight for the employees and it would help them. And then as a matter of fact, when I got that contract, it was 2019. Mm. Oh, wow. Trauma trauma and resiliency. I was talking about our first trainings, our first three trainings were in person and then Boom. Yeah. So I had to pivot to online platform, pivot the, the Mexicans. It was a three hour in person. And we have to like, okay, three hours, two hours. How can we interactively do this? But it expanded too, because Mm -hmm. it was the timing. Okay. We need more of this. So Mm -hmm. therefore opportunities to grow. So then here I come along somewhere, (laughs) actually, who who introduced uh, me to you? Because I was introduced to you indirectly like three years ago when one person that we have in common um, right. did like a, a community event. She was like, you should meet my friend. She is too. And she kept saying your full name, like Ginger Lavender. And I was like, is that a brand name? Because I just heard Lavender just feels like a brand, right? And I was like, so I started following you. So your stuff will populate in my feed. Like, oh, she got a feature. Like, you know, I'm just liking therapists, right? But then you hit me. And tell tell the audience what transitioned you, because this is what also is part of the process. Some right. therapists who already have all of these check boxes, 
still may reach a point where they recognize that there's something else that they need. What was that process like for you to say, I need additional support? Yes. So um, 2020, everybody's in the house. (laughs) And we're, I mean, mean, managing life, right? And so a lot of people kind of fled to kind of social networking, right? And Mm -hmm. same as me. Okay, passing time, but it gave me an opportunity. I knew that I wanted to expand beyond where I even was. I wanted to leave my nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time I wanted to do it with success. So I don't know, but it just so happens Dr. TK, she must know know when to go um, you know, do her. I saw her on my feet and I was just like, oh my goodness, I like her. <laughs> our energy um dancing like I love to dance too but then also like because as therapists you know we are multifaceted we have different sides of us we're not always just in front of a camera or in front of a, a, a couch you know we have her now so we have families and then I saw an opportunity I was like oh you know because she has different programming and I was like okay and then her ECM came up and I was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, yeah, I like that. That would be good for me. Then she says, she says, one spot left. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Because I need people to hear that. Because when I drop something, and when Ginger as well tells y'all something, when I have people talk on these platforms and they say, I got five spots, I got 10 spots, I got one spot, we're not lying. We're not going to add another one. No. <laughs> so when she said that, I was like... <laughs> and her inbox and I was like yeah I'm you know I'm interested and then she definitely we we talked but I was like I can't miss out on it and to be honest with you I had asked her about investment and what does this look like and then I talked to my mom and my husband and I'm like I don't know how this is gonna happen but I'm getting into this <laughs> and it all worked when I say exponentially worked out I'm here <laughs> Like seeing that one left, I was like, that's my spot. Right. So you claim, <laughs> so that also has to do with mindset and also jumping into things scared because sometimes yeah. we use, we talk about this a lot in a mastermind and a DTA where we're human. So what do humans do based off behavior? We see something we like, we look for a sales page, we scroll down the sales page and see we see the price. And then we allow the price because we just scroll past all the value, all the stuff that this person going to help us with. We scroll past all of that and we just say, oh, it costs what? And then you don't understand and connect the value of what you're going to get out of it way more than your investment anyway, right? And then you get off the page. But unlike that person, what Ginger is sharing was that she still did it scared and got in my inbox, regardless if it was one spot or not, because hell, she could have scheduled a Zoom call and the spot was gone, you know what I'm saying? So she still decided to go in and she claimed that the spot was already hers, okay? Yes. So now let's go into the uh, not so attractive side. And I want to talk about this part because as we are transitioning into you introducing to the audience what government contracts can do for them and their business or maybe their future business, I want people to hear about what was your growth regarding your back office, whether it be from mindset, group practice, me saying something to you on a coaching call, like, please do these two things to go reapply. 
<laughs> and then something happened. Well, let's just say this. Um, so it, it brings us into that. I think it was November, December of 2019, and then 2021 started with Dr. Okay. And part of it was looking at under your hood of the car. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I was ready to jump in quantum leap. <laughs> I'm like, I want to be here already. And one of the things, it was just slowing down. I was like, okay, this is the process. I'm with the process. And it was really like looking at my back office, meaning, mm-hmm. you know, policies were, you know, standard operation procedures, banking, all of this, like, you know, licensing, insurance, all of this stuff, right? All, all the different stuff everybody tried to skip. <laughs> yes however positioning when all of that is done and it's like okay it's it's almost like then you lift up the hood and everything's working then you can just speed to the next level or to the next thing and I didn't understand that but after six months things started I was like okay I'm I'm, I'm gonna pull out all this because what this is doing for those of you who heard me talk about psychology of sales okay let's be real we talked about psychology of sales too so psychology of sales i don't care if you offer in therapy you're still doing an exchange of payment whether it's an insurance reimbursement or cash okay and so you have to understand that if you want to grow to the next level you either have to allow somebody to come in or you have to have an internal mechanism to recognize that sometimes you will have to slow down to speed up you will have to do right. the ugly things in your business that you try to ignore. Because what happens to money when you ignore it? It ignores you and it don't come back, <laughs> right? So it's very imperative that I hope that you all put a one in the comment box to some parts. If you are listening to her describe that she had to be patient and be open with the process, not knowing when the hood of her car underneath was going to be complete, but she did know she had to go and do it, you know? So you did it. So what came after the hood went back down? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, but one of the things to share with you is that, so prior to that, because of the work that I did um, in contracts, I was allotted yeah. another opportunity and literally last minute. Um, and they said, we have an opportunity yeah. for you. In- now, mind you, if I had not had all of that together, meaning my back office, the things that I needed, and that's what I talk about in my government contracts class is the foundational things that I needed for business. Like, had I not had that, I couldn't have submitted with a week notice to gain again. You had to reapply to get more money with how many, how many days? Seven days. Seven. Okay. Just want people to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what I, uh, of course, understanding information now comes back in terms of being in nonprofit work. But I understand um, cycles. Government goes in cycles in terms of their years. And so sometimes they, they're at a when they're like, we have to spend down these funds by a certain date. And usually that's like the date a week, maybe a month before. Mm-hmm. And they want to say, hey, and usually I, call, I talk about relationship capital, meaning relationships matter. Someone will say, I've worked with her in the past. She does good business. She's, you know, good for it, et cetera, et cetera. Let's reach out to her. And that's what happened. And I was ready. And I called Dr. T. Kegg because I was like, <laughs> I don't do this. Because, I mean, you have to, um, in that thing, it was like, okay, I had to kind of craft still, um, uh, what do you call it, work, work opportunity in terms of how I was going to do this. 
in seven days. But, you know, Dr. TK is like, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, it was great. Yeah. And it happened really, really quickly because I remember yeah. the message back. Like, yo, it worked. Because <laughs> like, that's the thing about, I'm going to say, a coaching relationship as well is that it's your ability as a business owner, because you may not be a therapist who's watching this, but it's your opportunity as a business owner to get another perspective because yes. you don't know everything. Just like I don't know everything. There are certain things that I want right. to do in my business. I have to turn to my mentors, my coaches. I have to turn to previous online course portals. You have access to things that you should be using. And she was able to use her personal knowledge that she built up over time. Then she was able to utilize our coaching relationship. And, and most importantly, <laughs> I'm highlight this again, she took fast action. Right. So when students tell me they're not seeing an outcome in their business, I'm going to say, did you look at other alternative and perspectives? Did you go to the community and ask for help? Because please note that our communities are not just a Facebook group. We're not just a community right. where we just say, let's meet up at Starbucks or something. <laughs> no, no. I need help in this, in this part of my business. How can I get the help? And Ginger can tell you too, there's times where we, me, her and I will coach about one topic, but then I'll say something like, you know what? We got a hot seat call coming up with the rest of the group. I really want you to hear from the rest of the group as well. Cause one, I know what a lot of them have done in their business. So I think that it hits different when it comes from your peer. But then I also know that there's some certain things that I don't know about all the clients, but I still want them to pour into you as much as I do. Cause now you've got 22 people low key telling you the same. Now you feel super juiced. Like, oh, okay, I gotta do it. Now they all know accountability, yes. right? All right, so let's do two more parts because I want them to hear about this uh, government contract situation. So talk to them, because when you were coming on, I told them that you would tell them also the behind the scenes of what it is like really to launch a digital product because people see online courses and launches all the time and they're like, I'm just going to do a webinar. I'm going to do a Facebook live. I don't need no email marketing. I, that, that looks too complex. No. And I'm just going to pop up some posts and tell people to buy tomorrow. Tell them what it was like for you to launch digital products. <laughs> well, well, what I will say is that like, I get that sentiment, right? Um, you have a great idea. You just want to like, boom, let's, let's, I have an idea. Like, let me like push this out. Um, the fast action of that is awesome. Like to have that, I think, there's a lot of work that I was unaware mm -hmm. that goes in that. Um, I was helped with that with Dr. TK in terms of steps, right? Because a lot of times with this, you're looking at the end product. So you want to see the end product, but there were steps and phases, right? Um, information, putting that out there, back in, emails. Just setting up things, you know, so that your systems, again, are correct. So the user experience is great. Um, mm -hmm. Being, well, me learning, the way I learn is through experience as well, experiential. So mm -hmm. I experienced um, the program through Dr. T. I like, I told Dr. T. K. I just be watching her like this. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, like I, I experientially learned that way and then through doing it. After it's done, yeah, it feels good, but you, there's a lot of back work at the end of it. it like mm. <laughs> that part, there. I learned um, utilizing resources, other people, uh, meaning you know not doing it. Also, 
being okay to ask questions about things that you don't, you just don't know. You don't know what you don't know, but you have to ask a question. And then third, believe that you in your program and the thing that you want and not being discouraged. Because that can happen just because there's work to go into it. But knowing that, no, my why is big enough. The reason why I want to do this is big enough. The outcome is going to be big enough. Yeah. So Stacey mentioned something because you kind of alluded to it, but could you, because this is related to you when you launched in public eye, <laughs> your, your masterclass for government. Like Stacey mentioned, she's heard about the hot seat. Can you tell them a little bit about just your experience of sitting in the hot seat? Because I think that it also scares some of our clinicians who are coming to Vegas on Monday <laughs> and coming to New York in July, but also helping them see what came out of it. But but I'm saying this because just I, I understood like just putting your stuff out there for feedback can be scary. And it was. <laughs> I'm not gonna be like lying, but yeah. the peers that really understand and want to support you, the way in which they give you at advice or recommendations or suggestions is really um, encouraging. And so the hot seat is essentially, I bring, I brought to them what something I wanted to do. And I had done some work, right? I'm not just coming into it like I have nothing. I just, I want you to build the whole thing. I wanted to get, as a therapist, what are your thoughts? As a consumer, what would be your thoughts? Um, Say that again. That was something really important that you spoke to about ideal client. You were in front of a room that just so happened to be full of people that were your ideal client. So I just wanted to highlight that because some people miss that opportunity to say, I really need to hear them from a consumer perspective because we create products that we think people want and you forget that other people have to experience it. Yeah. So Interesting enough, and that's why I love Dr. TK in terms of her ability to allow that access, right? So like uh, they are consumers in, in the sense they're therapists, but also therapists who are growing, therapists who are scaling, therapists who can see the benefit, right? And so mm -hmm. I wanted to just really, it wasn't picking their brains. <laughs> However, it was like, this is, these are the formats that I have. What are your thoughts? What, what additionally right. can enhance this or make this better or, you know? And so they were very kind of rapid firing like things and opportunities. And I was like, okay. And then you have to sit with it and say, okay, what do I want to take from this? Like, what is going to be, what can I do? I can't, in my opinion, I was like, okay, I can't necessarily do all of this. And that's why we call it, what we call a beta is like, you just go, okay, utilize the information you do have and just go mm -hmm. with it. And then you still can learn from that opportunity. So the hot seat is, I know it's because it says hot, yeah, it's hot in the sense that all eyes are on you. But mm -hmm. the 30 minutes that it took for that afterwards, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and one thing I do want to kind of solidify before I have you talk about your masterclass that's coming up is when the hot seat was over. Because the hot seat, let me just clarify, the hot seat was not 30 minutes, but her topic was so damn good where they didn't want to let up. So they were like, wait, <laughs> you know, let's finish. We had enough time to do so because if that actual event during our VIP day. So right. it was less full. It wasn't the full group. So we had more time. But I do want to yeah. let the clinicians know typically a hot seat is 10 to 15 minutes at max, but the room and the energy will kind of tell us if we need to go longer because like some people need to leave nine to five jobs. We just had that happen at a mastermind. 
And I felt like it needed to go the whole damn 30, 40 minutes, I think, because that person <laughs> needed to hear every single penny of what they had to say. Uh, the hell, she left her job two weeks later. So with that said, at the end of Ginger's hot seat, I saw that Ginger was overwhelmed with information. And so this is where I'm looking at it from a consumer perspective. I need to make sure that my clients are good before they sit down, kind of like a therapy client. You don't want to send a kid back to class if they feel like disheveled, like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know? So I asked her, was she okay? And she had made the mention of, this is a lot. Like, I don't even know. Like, I didn't know if she was better before she started talking about her hot seat because now she has way more actual ideas than the ones that she presented, right? right. And options. And so I said, at the end of the day, which one do you want to do? Like, they, you gave right. them four options. They gave you six, you know what I'm saying? But which one is your heart at right now? You can always change your mind and do something else the next launch. What do you want to do? And she declared which one she wants to do. And I said, well, bring that to our coaching call the next time we meet one-on-one. And that's the one we focus on. But the benefit of a hot seat is now you have all of these other options. So when it comes down to trial and error, do one and one doesn't work. You can listen to the recording and say, oh, wait, I think so-and-so said this, and they flushed that out with me. Oh, boom, let me try it out with it this time. Because now you have from 10 minutes or 30 for yours, all of these other ideas, but it doesn't mean you have to implement all of them. So I did want to say right. that because I think some people think that and you still have to do what's best for you. So, so then you left <laughs> and then you hosted something. So now let's tell everybody probably the real, real reason why they came today. So can you tell people about why you created this masterclass and what it's about. Why should they sign up? Why should they check you out? Yes, I, uh, so one of the things, the creation of the, the course was one, through my experience, but also the opportunities that it landed me. And one of the things as a sole, a sole proprietor, we may think that we don't have the access or cannot apply for these funds, $25,000, $30,000. And for me, uh, over $150,000 in government Say it louder, because I knew you, you was going to skip over that part. Say it louder. $150,000 in, in government contracts in the last 18 months. Now, now what I will say is I didn't want to like just consume that information myself in the sense that I know that that helped me to leave my full-time job. Let's just say that. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, one, with government contracts, there is consistency of funds, meaning um, once you sign on to that contract, you have it, you know, and for this one, it was it was for three years. And then once you have that, you, you're not billing. <laughs> you're not trying to wait on, uh, is it going to be accepted or denied? They have already given you your contracted rate. And what I wanted to show others is that you can do the same thing. And it is so lucrative. You can help your ideal client, meaning um, a lot of the times in government contracts, you're, you're helping um, clients who may be underserved, a, a specific group of people, and you're able to access more people. And I was able to scale, meaning I was able to not only provide the work for myself, but now I did a, when awarded another contract where I can have my team work on that contract and I can focus on maybe accessing and getting more contracts. And so... I want to show other clinicians, either licensed, newly licensed, who's working on a three to five year plan about how they want to grow their business. Maybe a solopreneur who's wanting, um, I mean, a solo practice who's wanting to say, you know what, I want to grow. I want to get into the area of government contracting. Um, I want to work my ideal client. 
And then for a group practice who's saying, you know what, as a, an entrepreneur, as a business owner, and a group practice owner for me, it was like, okay, there's so much more of an impact that I can make with my company. And then I can focus on some other things that I want to do. So there's an opportunity at those three levels. So I wanted to show people what the possibilities are and foundationally what you need to have and where the opportunities are. Uh-huh. And there's something that you mentioned too, because I, I know that we are, I run into a lot of therapists that have interns approach them. And it's going back a little bit, depending on when people came on, we were talking about um, when we had first started working together, you had had that seven day turnaround. And one of the questions that we did not mention, but you mentioned it now, so I do want to say it. One of the ideas that I pitched to you is, can you assert yourself, call the relationship person that you have for the government contract? Because yes. I think you were at capacity or something. And you were like, yes. I think they're going to let an intern bill. And I'm like, how do you know? And you were like, I don't know, but I just don't think that they're going to say it. I said, well, fuck it. Like, excuse me. I'm like, I was like, eh. that's how we talk in our coaching session. I'm like, shit, ass. And so she literally within 24 hours asked, and then through our little direct line, I think we were doing Telegram at that time, she texted right. me and was like, say yes. And I was like, you would have been stressed for seven days for no damn reason or whatever. But I wanted to say that because that's directly correlated with scaling your business just because you get this lump sum of money doesn't mean that you unless it's written in the rules but you got to ask because she had gotten this grant before she just went back and said hey can i get because she had to you also have to exhaust the funds i think that was the thing too you have to exhaust it by a deadline so you have to use the money like it's free money y'all come on so she was trying to figure out how and all we did was talk about what other possibilities and she had already had interns and that's what helped her also get the money. So I did want to say that for people yeah. who have interns, because I know you can't have insurance. Right. To deal with, uh, yes. So yes, the insurance, I mean, interns, yes, definitely. And with that, that helps to exhaust the funds. But what, what it also helps is to say that this business structure uh, from a, from a um, government perspective is saying they will exhaust your funds. And so they will, once I'm, I'm on track with the funds, then they'll, they'll say, well, we have more funds. But if I was behind in exhausting the funds, then they would not have come to me that they're like, okay, she can't, she, maybe she doesn't understand or have the capacity to, right? right. So that very major in training right. is utilizing interns. Right. And let me just give a big disclaimer before somebody hit me up with this. Uh, don't roll out of bed tomorrow and try to open up a group practice just to get a government contract. <laughs> Let me just make <laughs> it Because I guarantee you, somebody is going to hear all of this and say, oh, so that's the thing to do. I need to have a group practice to uh, get more focusing on. She didn't laid out to y'all her mission, her purpose, all this work she done did in a community, serving lower SES communities to a degree. And then she was able to, you know, get money from the government to be able to serve them more without having insurance be a barrier. That is doing things beyond yourself. That is doing things for yeah. a bigger purpose. So um, so let's talk about what is the date of your government contract? How can uh, Masterclass, how can they find out more about it? And why should they attend? Yes. So um, it will be April the 2nd. So next oh. Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And the class is for you if you are looking to one, grow your business, start your private practice in terms of these are opportunities, when I call it streams of income within your business, you're looking at another opportunity. This is a way. And also as a group, 
practice owner, this is another opportunity to see, okay, what are my possibilities? In the class, I'm going to go over what are some misnomers or myths that people have. Two, what are okay. foundations of your business? Essentially, like this is the baseline of things you need. And then I talk about the work, the time that is needed, and the way in which you can move forward. So those are the kind of the three foundational, I call them the MFTs, no pun intended, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, government contracting, which is your mindset, the foundation of your business, and the work and the time that it t- takes to, to put it into nice. it. So it's less scary mm-hmm. or less, you know, so people know that it is possible, but there is work and there is great gain and it's very, very lucrative. Right. And then for people who, you know, they, you, our mind is still going to, well, what, what's the investment, Miss Ginger? Uh, first, before we do the investment, um, she just laid out her whole story to me. <laughs> what is the value? And the way that we define value in our dope therapist community is what is the outcome that's possible? So if I just took one part of her story, I would say, well, wow, she learned how to do a government contract that allowed her to hire another team member that that's that's unlimited flow of cash as much as you would like <laughs> right um she was able to minimize her capacity that's that's an extra win i don't even think i could put a price tag on that <laughs> um, <laughs> then you're able to serve the population maybe that you can't yeah. serve otherwise because they can't pay your private pay fee that's a internal like tithing win <laughs> right yeah but all these we can put a dollar amount on it Nevertheless, beyond the value of what you're going to learn in this masterclass, what is the investment if they enroll today? Yes, um, the investment for the, the the course itself is 197. However, because I love Dr. TK, and if you enroll today, I have a hundred dollars off. So the investment is the contract code is sorry, the coupon code is contract, and you get a hundred dollars off. So it's ninety seven dollars a day. Yes, $97 a day if you were to enroll. And again, understanding the possibilities, um, the foundations you need in your business and the work, meaning where do I go? So this is all great information. It's an hour and a half masterclass, April the 2nd, 9 to 1030. And you will leave with a business essential checklist, meaning you will have a checklist of the things that you need to do to get you started. So yes. It's $97 today if you sign up. The, con- the coupon code is contract. Somebody said, oh, wait, let me ask you one question first before I go to the comment box. Is it contract or contracts? So singular contract, no S. Okay, so contract. Um, if somebody cannot come live, can they uh, sign up? They can sign up live. Um, it is recorded. And so they will get a copy of that as well as the business checklist, essential checklist. Yes. Okay. So they can watch, is a replay available? Yes, definitely. Okay. Does anyone have any, I'm going through, I'm looking to the left because I'm looking at the desktop. So I see Tierra Coleman said, Crystal Thornton is enrolled and and ready, baby. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) These are comments. These are our students and dope therapists. (laughs) Um, But I love that they're on here, too, because this is a avenue that we don't talk about directly in DTA, but I I love to put the mastermind students in front of them, especially if you all have products and services that can help boost their private practice in a way that maybe they didn't know about clearly, 
because let's be real, we talked about this individually. When people hear the word government contract, what comes to mind? What comes to mind? Uh, let's see. Uh, if somebody put in the comment box, when you hear the word government contract, what comes to mind? I know what comes to mind for me is a whole lot of paperwork that I don't want to do, right? But hell, so is a business, but you don't do That's why the business ain't growing. So I'm going to leave that there, okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> paperwork. Somebody said paperwork, paperwork, paperwork. And paperwork. Look. Paperwork. But okay, but how you gonna handle that, Ginger? What does your masterclass do around that? <laughs> well, well, one of the things is it's it's necessary, but one of the things that you can do in government contract, let me tell you this, let me tell you this. This is awesome. So I can write in an admin. So I don't have to do the paperwork. <laughs> right. <Problem> that there yes there there is a level to it just like with insurance billing and so you know your your practice notes and all of that stuff and of course you may have a quarterly report that's due um or a monthly report that's due but they that one of the questions they ask is how how will you do that i'm like okay i'm gonna write this in to my contract mm -hmm. someone yeah. is helping finish this so you don't have to do it all on your own um Good. depending on government you're working with you can have a, it's possible mm -hmm. so i'm looking at these uh these 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 horrible words and i want to actually y'all about to see my voice tone change because some of these are our students so i'm about to like go all the way in even though ginger is the number one contracts coach so let's just talk about mindset for a second when i see things like the government is controlling because they tell you what you can do in your business then that means you apply for the wrong damn contract that's number one. You should only apply for contracts in which you want to do the work and you're going to agree upon the standards that they're requiring of you. Number two, yeah. if you don't like work and you don't like numbers, you need to shut down your business right now because you have to like basic multiplication, addition, subtraction, and knowing the average to understand that your business is growing. And yes, my voice don't change. If you feel like how DTA students, damn, she coming after me today, you know I have to because I'm about to reframe y'all mindset right now. You should not be locked down by something that you chose. Now, I'm not saying right. at a job as your supervisor, but you choose if you want to go into business. You look in the government yeah. contract and you can choose. Can you talk about that? You can choose which government contract you choose. But I would also you say for you, like, do paperwork yourself the first time because you do need to know how to do it so that you can delegate it to somebody after. Okay. So, so your why is going to be really important in this. The, the, the goal is to show you the opportunities. The contracts that I have solicited and went out for are things that match my mission and match my goals. And what I've done with working with these entities is because I am the subject matter expert in my government contracts, I'm able to implement things that they hadn't even thought about because mm -hmm. they have, I'm like, oh, what about healing circles? I mean, I said as African-American, because this is the African-American contract. I said, talk therapy is great, but healing circles may be a, a great opportunity for that woman to get together. And they're like, oh yeah, okay, we can put that in there. So my thing is with these, these contracts, I have the opportunity because you can write out your approach. They, there is a contract specialist who's, who's reviewing it and saying, okay, this is their approach. Once they accept your proposal, I would imagine that you write what you are willing to do, capable of doing, have the capacity to mm -hmm. hold and do. And once they accept it, that's on you. And one of the things I learned from Dr. TK is that you can always go back and negotiate relationship capital, talk about things that would be more beneficial to a group because you're mm -hmm. the subject matter expert. So I'm 
you understand depending on where you you know where you come from and that it can feel controlling but you get the opportunity to say this is something i want to engage in and there's so many opportunities um that you can that have less restrictions actually than which you can only build a therapy code <laughs> whereas in government right. contracts i circles I can do my wellness walks I can do like I can do I wrote in that I wanted to be more inclusive of opportunities mm-hmm. for wellness yeah and I like what you had said just now about certain grants that you apply for you you have learned that you have a capacity to input how you want to design your program to be able to meet their needs and so I know that's like some people know that I do this I work with um the, the reentry community. And so when they're applying for grants, meaning the nonprofit, because I'm just more so of a Mm -hmm. partner, one thing that I can attest to in terms of them doing the contracts and really just pulling me in to write my own piece, I've written government contracts from a clinical perspective. But then again, they give me the structure, just like her masterclass will show you the skeleton, the structure of what are the things that you want to consider, get in order and all those things. So you definitely want to check out her sign up page and get enrolled ASAP. But when I, when they, when they would send me these grant proposals, the first thing I would ask is, do you guys need me to say something specific? Because if that's the case, when we talk about hashtag choosing <laughs> with, with the myths, right? Is I then can decide if I want my name to be written into that grant. Cause I can easily say, you know what, even though I'm a psychologist, that is not my expertise. I'm not talking about that or I don't want to talk about it. Like I, that was when I was in practice 10 years ago. I don't work with that population anymore. So I have a choice. Right. Um, but then if I decide that I do want to move forward, um, the last $6 million grant that they like wrote me into to provide services, which is like bananas, right? They say, I just need to make sure that you can hit these goals now we're asking for your expertise of how you're going to design it. I said, oh, <laughs> that is my favorite part. I love program development, yes. clearly. You know, mm-hmm. so what I'm hearing Ginger say is that depending on, I'm going to say your level of being assertiveness, assertive, like communication skills, your ability to read thoroughly the application to see what you can and cannot do will help you make a decision. But I believe that you need Ginger's assistance especially for therapists who are constantly thinking or saying, I don't know where I'm going to get my next clients from, or I keep getting my ideal client, but they really can't pay my rate, but I, I vibe with their energy. Though. Well, then you need to think outside the box then. Yes. So Othea said, I'm so glad that I was able to be present to hear this and be exposed to what is possible. And she is a DTA student. So yay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so what I did, Ginger, um, what we're going to do for all the listeners, because we did move platforms, I'm going to send an email out today because by the time that we get it up on the audio podcast, her masterclass would have already been passed and you would have to get on the wait list. And let me just, because she's my student, so I'm going to go ahead and say this. No, we don't have another date. You know what I'm saying? Don't hit her up like you hit me up. Like, what is the next one? There is not a date set. Okay. So um, this is also, this is a great time of the year. And I'll just leave it at that. Can you tell them why this is a good time of the year? to get into this masterclass? Yes. Um, so again, like I said, different, we know the different level one of government, local, state, and um, federal. But the cycle of um, contracts as it relates to fiscal year is ending. And when I talked about that, and I know fiscal, what does that mean? Uh, from July to June, it, it's 
the end of it. So again, exhaustive funds. Remember what I talked about? Sometimes, you know, the contract will end and they're wanting to exhaust funds, but a new contract period is starting July 1st. Mm -hmm. So understanding, okay, I could actually get started in the next three to three to six months if you're ready, but you got to understand what you need, right? Um, so it's a great opportunity also to access this class because there's opportunities coming. Nice. Okay. So I did want to put that out there because, you know, some people may be living in fear, like they know they want to do it. They got that little voice, that little intuition saying, I want to do it, but then they discount the opportunity because they're like, oh, she'll have one like in June. And what you're, what right. I heard you say that beyond you asking for another date, it's vitally important that you get on this track, kind of like getting into college. In college to apply for typical universities, you have to turn in your application by a certain date to be um, admitted by a particular date. So what I heard her say as well is that if you wait, there's a possibility that certain things may get pushed out or maybe not even be available as much as it will be right now, right? Mm -hmm. So check out Ginger. We're going to send an email out to let people know the link. Um, do you want to tell them more about how to reach out to you, Instagram and all that stuff? Yes, um, at Instagram, at Ginger Lavender, LMFT, GingerLavenderTherapy.com. It doesn't, and, and government contract does not matter where you are in the U.S., Okay. No state, it doesn't matter. I've helped um, in my last class, helped a group practice owners um, to apply for grants immediately after they attended my class. So they were able to expose. And one other person, um, I helped her individually discover somebody was having the same business name as her. So she was applying for it. She didn't even know, but we're working on it and we're working out some details with the attorney on that. But what I want to say is that individually, I'm supporting people to want to grow and scale their businesses. So I want to see you guys April 2nd. Yes. Yay. So we're going to, um, I'm going to send an email out today if you are on our email list. Um, if you do not receive emails from me, then you definitely just want to hop over to her Instagram page. The link is actually in her bio, but I did put it somewhere in this thread, but it might have gotten lost with the comments. <laughs> um, so if you just want to click on her Instagram, it's the first link. Go ahead and get registered. The coupon code is good for today. Contract with no S at the end is the coupon code. You get $100 off, which means you can get this information in a 90-minute masterclass for $97 freaking dollars. And so Leap on this, don't inbox me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much. We'll um, get this downloaded and hopefully uploaded back up to YouTube in this format from the Facebook Live. But I definitely want to thank Ginger for showing up and showing out and really showing us the back office journey as well, which is, right. you know, the unattractive side of business. But it got to be done for you to get this money on that other side. So mm -hmm. I want to thank you. Everybody go follow Ginger too on Instagram. Go blow her up and show her some love. And I will check out everybody on our upcoming podcast episodes and I'll drop that schedule. All right. And some people said they're going to sign up. Okay, Whitney, let's go. So she said, I definitely plan to sign up. I just got hired on a federal contract as a coach and I'm excited to gain more experience in that world and plan how I would make a transition to having my own business, which I get contracts. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can get out of my chair from Facebook, you know, I could. <laughs> All right. So outside of that, pay okay. attention to my page. Uh, DTA students, if you're watching, I'm making a very extravagant announcement at one uh, o'clock. I couldn't wait. I told ECM last night. So I thought I would be able to wait for two weeks, but I can't because I'm just too damn excited. And so I'm going to make an announcement there in our group. 
And then for those of you who are watching who are not part of DTA, you'll hear about the announcement in about a week and a half, but I've got to give my students VIP access to something that is very extraordinary, but very limited. So I'll see y'all on DTA page at one o'clock. And thank you, Ginger, for showing up. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode today. I am super excited to see your growth in your business, career, money, and relationships. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych, where you can find daily inspiration and tips to live your abundant lifestyle.